this flyover clip. I always say I'm very weird. It's, go- oh, it's the best way. <laughs> it I, is. Think, I, I wish we would have had this feeling earlier, but it's taken a lot of years to get where um, you make less calculations based on taking a, a census of what everyone will think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and there there is a part of some people will say, I do what I want. I don't care what people think. Mm-mm-mm. But that's that's not really true. You're just saying mm-hmm. that, um, even the process. But to get where it's like, you know, I'm really so comfortable that I'm 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 going to try and not trying would be a failure. Not trying it and not doing well is not the failure. Yeah, it's like totally. I, I can I can do this. I can try to whatever. Totally. And I, I so agree with you on that point. I've got uh, I've got really thick skin. I don't care what people think. And um, for the longest time, that's what people would say about me. When I was um, more specifically the most hated woman in Britain or mm-hmm. that title of the monster, you know, if, if anybody referenced say, my Wikipedia page, which I don't read, you know, the, the idea is that I'm a complete monster and terrible. Um, people would say, oh, but that doesn't touch you, does it? Because it's water off a duck's back. You've got to hide like a rhino or whatever. And... Um, and that was never ever true. It was never true. It all I always saw what people were saying. It always hurt. Mm-hmm. But all you can do to try and self-preserve is to learn a process for dealing with mm-hmm. it quickly. So you say, okay, they said, you know, she's ugly, she's old, she's this, she's that, she's a Nazi. And you go, they don't like what I said about this particular topic. They're making me a monster so that people will ignore mm-hmm. me. It still hurts, but you can process it through, work out why it hurts and let it move and allow yourself Mm -hmm. to move on. But I think what happens over time and as we get older, not pointing at you, but as I get older, because <laughs> obviously as I can't point at you because sure. you're just 10 years old visually. Yeah, uh-huh. But um, um, as you get to a place where you're really comfy in your life or who you are, and that doesn't mean comfy financially or comfy uh, with your setup or that everything's mm-hmm. perfect. The opposite of that is just that you're comfy with where you're at, even if it's kind of in a rough place and you're not sure what the hell you're doing. You're just comfy that that's who you are. Mm. And that's when you really start to be able to go, here I go then. I need to ask no one, ask for no approvals, make no mm-hmm. apologies. Because as long as you know yourself, you're always okay. And that's typically when people are in the eye of the storm now and I can dive in quietly behind the scenes to come help them like Russell Mm. Brand or Lawrence Fox in the UK or Tommy or whoever else is, is it's always trying to get them quietly, quietly to remember away from the noise. Who are you? Mm -hmm. You're a good guy. You've got a lovely family. You know, usually I know their wives or their kids. Mm -hmm. You've got lovely children. Get back from the noise and remember who you are. And then it's always okay. So do you read your own press? Do you read comments? Do you, any of those kind of things at this point? You said, sounds like you used to. Only in the sense that, um, so, so some, uh, you'll know this and, and many of your listeners or viewers will know this. There are some people out there who call themselves friends or they call themselves even maybe colleagues. And what they do is kind of draw your attention to certain things mm-hmm. as masquerading as a friend. But really mm. what they're letting you know is something that you really didn't want to see or mm. look at or know. Oh, I saw so-and-so was saying this about you. This is terrible, but just ignore them. Mm. And the thing is, you were doing a pretty good job of ignoring them right up until the point that this friend <laughs> yes. presented it right in your face. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's another of the learnings in life is to be very clear about this title, friend. Because I find that strangers 
can be amazing friends. Uber drivers can be amazing friends. Hotel managers can be the best friends you could wish for. And some people who masquerade your fr- as friends are actually maybe a little jealous of your life or want some attention or, mm-hmm. or are missing something in their own lives and looking for it from you. And, and that's something that's confusing. But once you work it out, things become much easier. Yeah. Uh, jump back into the your story a moment. You know, sometimes while you're doing something, there's a cause and effect you didn't even intend. Uh, I learned how to play the guitar in my 30s, and so I never became good at it. But I'm better than anybody that's never tried. But I noticed an interesting thing. After a little while of playing, it hurt very bad, and then my fingers kind of developed a callus in the process. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up guitar to develop tough fingers, but it kind of <laughs> was a side effect of, of doing it and the the passion of learning sort of, and then, you know, you, you look back like, man, I can, I can put my fingers probably on a burning stove and the ends okay. don't, don't touch. You lay it down for a while, it kind of comes back. But that's sort of something I gained from that process. Yeah. Talk about your military time specifically. Yes. As you went through that, what's maybe an unintended quality you got from that that maybe you didn't go into it to get but you look back and you're like, oh, that's handy. I'm glad I have yes. this. What did it do to you? And how did it kind of maybe unintentionally prepare you? Yeah, secret skills. I will, anything I ever do that is useful or good in my life, I absolutely sit it back to that place, the academy, uh, the Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst, and the big men who run that place, the academy sergeant, major, real men who with real military experience who've mm-hmm. worked their way up and then earned the right to be, you know, big, powerful people in that place and terrify, utterly terrify people like me, (laughs) terrify you to the depth of your soul, but then make you laugh whilst insulting you, you know, force you to sleep Mm. in the open woodlands for 10 days being wet through. You'll never be as cold or as hungry or as miserable or as unhappy in your life or as in pain. And yet when you get back and, you know, you're sort of proud because you got through it together, you know, disciplining, you do something wrong, all 30 of you are getting dis- you're all 30 mm. of you are going to carry that log mm-hmm. around that 2 mile course and come back with no sh- skin on your shoulders learning that if one goes down you all go down mm-hmm. that stuff learning that um when they say 5 minutes before it's 5 minutes before the 5 minutes before which is why military <laughs> people are always 10 minutes early and they will shout at you 5 minutes before and you're but so, you know, it's fine. You wouldn't answer back, but you know, you You're are thinking, there five minutes before. Yeah. It's five minutes before the five minutes before Hopkins. How stupid do you have to be? <laughs> you know, and then Is that like, a rhetorical question? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never ask a question of these guys ever. So you learn to keep your mouth shut. Um, drill endless, endless days and days into the night, midnight, one a.m. If you didn't get it right, drill, ra- marching, marching, marching with your weapons around the parade square, and them shouting at you. You know, the wow. discipline and the rigor. Hopkins, you can eat an apple for a tennis racket with those teeth. You know, I can hear the insults still in my head, but they they were so well meant because mm-hmm. they would sort of chuckle each other along. Um, and it was the discipline of that in the worst of times, managing to hold yourself together and um, and still passing up those stairs. On, on the last day of your course, you pass, you do your big march, the, one of the royal families there, and you pass up the stairs into the academy. And finally, you get to turn right instead of left. All the other platoons turn left and you get to turn right. And that's still that's still probably the biggest day of wow. my life. Wow. Just just for, you know, we started off as 30 girls out of, you know, 120 boys, and we ended up as eight girls. So it was wow. like a, it's a really good mm-hmm. foundation for the rest of your days. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. 
Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, it used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years you yeah. know, before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office, $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending, but we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets and now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to $75, if it goes to $100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.